This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I often begin the show by saying that we don't have all the answers, but we definitely have a lot of the questions. Ironically, it's that humility and curiosity that leads to the most enduring resilience and grit. We need to grow into a concept of resilience that allows for discovery, connection, and meaning. Welcome to The Art of Charm, I'm Jordan Harbinger. Today, a special AOC Toolbox, I'm doing this one a little bit solo, not a little bit solo, a lot solo in fact. AJ and Johnny are working on some great stuff for you guys, so I'm taking over for this one this month. This episode is all about resilience. We'll discover what the research shows about the way we think about trauma. To what end is resilience about us and the way we think versus what life hands over to us and how we can build resilience and a process that keeps you building grit and moving forward. I hope you enjoy this episode of the AOC Toolbox. And if you're new to the show, we'd love to send you some top episodes in the rest of the AOC Toolbox. That's where we study the science of people and discuss concepts like reading body language, charismatic nonverbal communication, the science of attraction, negotiation techniques, social engineering, networking and influence strategies, persuasion tactics, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. Check that out at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox or in our iPhone or Android apps at theartofcharm.com slash iPhone or slash Android. Also at theartofcharm.com, you can find the full show notes for this and all previous episodes of the show. Whether it's your first or 500th episode of AOC, we're always glad to have you here with us. Now, you're going to hear from me. All right, all. In the early days of our journey, right after we committed full-time to the crazy experiment that would become the Art of Charm, I remember thinking, this is it. This is the thing I'm going to do with the rest of my life. The restlessness I felt as an attorney on Wall Street, the anxiety I felt as the recession unfolded, the inertia I had around finding another job, all of that faded away and was replaced by a sort of inspired high that I never really felt before. I was convinced that by discovering my life's work, I'd also discovered the real source of my resilience and that I'd never have to worry about looking for it again. What a feeling that was. I'd done what Charles Bukowski recommended. I found what I loved, I was gonna let it kill me. It only took a few years to realize that I'd only discovered half the equation. Because in the course of building AOC, we ran into the inevitable drudgery and pain of building something great. Any entrepreneur knows the struggle. Cash flow got tight, insurance went up, visions evolved, marketing stumbled, investors went AWOL, downloads fell off, etc. In over 10 years, we grew exponentially. We developed an incredible curriculum and built an unparalleled community of students, but it wasn't easy. When life gets tough, you realize pretty quickly that resilience ebbs and flows in response to how difficult things happen to be at any given moment. So a few years in, my resilience was ebbing and flowing dramatically, despite the fact that I actually loved what I did. What I had found in those early days 
wasn't actually resilience, but purpose. It turns out that resilience is much more complicated. It isn't a one and done deal like I'd thought, it's something you have to be, something you have to become. Anything else is just a temporary injection, a coping mechanism, a burst of motivation, an act of gritting your teeth and bearing on. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. A lot of life, as Woody Allen said, is a matter of just showing up. But I'm interested in things that last. And resilience, true grit, has to last in order to be real. That's what we're gonna explore in this toolbox, how to build real and lasting resilience. Resilience is one of those slippery virtues like patience, vision, and passion that have devolved into cliche. Its obvious importance, of course we have to be resilient, duh, is part of its slipperiness. What does it mean to be resilient aside from just pushing on? Can we really learn to be resilient by dissecting the ingredients? Is there a formula for grit? So let me get really clear about a few things. When I talk about resilience, I'm talking about the ability to stay engaged with a person, project, or circumstance, to stay in the game through its inevitable ups and downs, or as the Center on the Developing Child at Harvard University puts it, to adapt successfully to disturbances and resume positive functioning following adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress while avoiding deleterious behavioral and psychological changes in response to chronic stress. In other words, we're talking about our ability to handle life in all of its unpredictable and maddening difficulty without falling off, going crazy, or hurting ourselves in the process. Put that way, you can see why it's impossible to teach social dynamics without talking about resilience. In many ways, resilience is the glue that holds our lives together, the invisible thread that keeps us connected to the things we want to achieve, even, and especially, when achieving them actually gets hard, which it always does. Resilience matters. A ton of new research has opened up in this area in the last two decades, all of it fascinating, but most studies circle a common conclusion, that it's not really how much adversity we face in life that determines our level of success, but how we respond to that adversity. Consider the research of Emmy Werner. In a 32-year longitudinal study, she followed a group of almost 700 children to assess their vulnerability to negative developmental outcomes after exposure to various stresses. Anything from maternal stress in the womb to poverty and family troubles, two-thirds of the participants developed serious learning or behavioral problems in life, while the other third developed into competent, confident, and caring young adults who were ready and engaged to take on the world. So what set the two groups apart? In short, Werner landed on a handful of key variables that predicted success a strong bond with a supportive person, a parent, teacher, or caregiver, the qualities of being autonomous and independent, a disposition towards seeking out new experiences, a positive social orientation, an internal locus of control. In other words, the belief that they had power over their lives and influence over their outcomes. Some predictors of resilience, like having a central relationship or being a naturally independent person, are, to some degree, a matter of luck. But others, like seeking out new experiences, having a positive relationship with the world around you, and believing that you have influence over your life, are qualities you can cultivate. I'll be getting into that in just a moment, but for now, let's just appreciate how much resilience depends on things that are actually under our control. 
Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort Thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Then there's George Bonanno, head of the Loss, Trauma, and Emotion Lab at Columbia University, who arrived at one of the most important variables in resilience, perception. Bonanno found that the variation in resilience among study participants comes down to whether we think about a stressful event as traumatic or as an opportunity to learn and grow. In Bonanno's view, there's actually no such thing as a traumatic event. Events, he's argued, 
are not traumatic until we experience them as traumatic. People who respond well to stressful events, and Banana was talking about the really stressful stuff in life, like moments where we might be seriously harmed or the death of a loved one, tend to extract some sort of meaning or significance from them. It's not the events themselves that are traumatic, but how we choose to think about, process, and respond to them. So the death of a parent, for example, can either be an unjust loss or an opportunity to really appreciate the relationships we've been given. Being fired from a job can either be a devastating wound or an opportunity to discover a more fulfilling career. Of course, these stressful events can also be both unfair and instructive, terrifying and edifying, and that's exactly the point. Because here's Banano's big finding. Stressful or traumatic events don't really determine people's life outcomes. In fact, exposure to traumatic events in life doesn't predict later functioning at all unless there's a negative response. If that's true, and there's good evidence that it is, then our minds are much more responsible for trauma than we think. According to Bonanno, resilience actually lies in how we construct meaning from our suffering. The richer the meaning, the less powerful the trauma, and the greater our resilience. The best part, of course, is that we have control over meaning. We can't control the hurricane that destroys our home, the random act of violence that takes a loved one, or the corporate forces that lead to downsizing but we can control how we interpret those events, a mental framing approach that is a major part of what we teach here at AOC. We could go down the rabbit hole of research here, but these studies actually tell us all we need to know about developing resilience. While other factors definitely play a role in resilience, another study by Bonanno, for example, and Sandra Galea, found that gender, age, ethnicity, education level of trauma, exposure, and chronic disease also play a role in resilience, it's the variables we can control that hold the secret to developing grit. That's where we can do our best work. If resilience is a trait we can develop by cultivating certain qualities, then resilience is something we can learn. But we can't learn it the way we learn JavaScript or Excel shortcuts. Grit isn't a technical skill or a fixed framework. It's a process. And like most processes, it's ongoing, dynamic, and fluid. Like Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Resilience is part of that excellence, which means it's not just something we do, but something that we are, something we become, something we have to focus on constantly becoming. So here's my philosophy of resilience based on the body of scientific research available and my own experience over the last 15 years. What we discuss on the show explores this philosophy in more depth, and as we'll discuss, any approach to resilience is personal and ongoing, but this is a great place to begin. Emmy Werner found that one central relationship was a strong predictor of resilience, but that relationship doesn't have to be formed early in life. We can, at any moment, choose to seek out and cultivate relationships based on intimacy, based on openness, based on generosity and trust. In other words, relationships built on true social capital. As we know, feelings of helplessness, failure, inadequacy, and insecurity take place in our minds, and they metastasize fastest when we're alone. In the context of a relationship, however, those feelings tend to have far less power. For one thing, a strong relationship with an entrepreneur friend, a creative colleague, a caring therapist, a significant other, a good coach, can mirror and empathize with those feelings and help you make sense of them along the way. For another, the mere presence of a relationship, just the fact of being connected to someone, helps reduce the impact of negative stresses in general, which eases the amount of grit we need to overcome them. I bet you can find anecdotal evidence of this in your own life. How many successful people do you know who are lone wolves? 
Resilience is largely an individual habit, but the science suggests that our capacity to develop it grows in the context of a close relationship. Our own resilience also feeds on examples of resilience in other people. It's true that some of us are fortunate to be born with strong bodies early on, but the opportunity to develop those bonds is always available to us. As I often say, the notion of too late is a myth. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all gonna give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If resilience depends on close relationships, then it's our job to become socially connected beings, which is the lifeblood of great social dynamics. Banano's research showed us just how powerful our interpretation of life can be. In a world that throws us challenges, stresses, and traumas largely out of our control, a reality we all learn to accept sooner or later, it becomes our job to shape the meaning of those events. That belief traces back to the earliest spiritual teachings and pops up in everything from the writings of Marcus Aurelius to Martin Seligman's positive psychology. Our resilience literally depends on it. But let me be clear, I'm not talking about spinning every blow into an automatic positive, smiling our way through trauma, but secretly repressing our pain. That's not meaning making, that's delusion. I'm talking about being honest and thoughtful about what life's challenges can offer us, good and bad, and exploring the full significance of our stresses so we can stop being victims of trauma and start becoming students of it. Five venture capitalists in a row have decided not to fund your company. What is their rejection trying to teach you? Are there aspects of your company that need to be fixed? Do you need to refine your pitch? Or are these investors missing a crucial insight only you understand, which reinforces that you're actually on the right track? 
Notice that we're not trying to dismiss the data or find an easy interpretation that fits our immediate purposes. What we're doing is being radically honest and searching for as much data as possible so we can use these challenges to our benefit. It's like Garrison Keillor said, it's all material. Robert Greene echoed that quote in a speech he gave at Yale where he said that he wants to be the master observer of this world. In other words, a master interpreter. Life stresses are various, and so are the meanings that we extract. Explore them, question them, share them with the people around you. Don't try to arrive at a fixed interpretation, positive or negative, but appreciate that challenges always contain both. If you make this a habit, the positive meaning of suffering will always win out. That's the funny thing about finding meaning in life's challenges. The moment you become a student of suffering, it only functions to help you. And if trauma helps you, then you don't need to go looking for resilience, you're becoming resilient just by choosing to think about your challenges in a new way. Also, remember that resilience is a journey. One of the biggest myths peddled by self-help experts is that happiness and success are qualities that can be taught and sold. The truth is that happiness and success are the byproducts of processes and habits that are much more difficult and mysterious than most experts care to admit or even really appreciate. If you listen to the show, you know that I'm a big believer in practical tips and real results. This episode alone won't make you resilient, no episode can, but the processes we've discussed here will build grit if you choose to live them every single day. Take, for example, the importance of a central relationship. We know that close relationships are a strong predictor of resilience in life, but relationships aren't just a collection of friends or an address book full of people. Real relationships, fruitful relationships, are in the relating the sum total of the presence and value you invest in the people around you. I know a lot of entrepreneurs whose concept of resilience is talking to other people a lot about how hard they're working. The funny thing is that this actually works up to a point, but it's not the stuff of real resilience, at least not the kind we've been talking about here. So in the quest to become more resilient, don't just seek out more relationships, seek out better relationships, stronger relationships, which will almost certainly mean fewer but deeper connections. The same goes for finding meaning in challenges. Once you realize how powerful your interpretation of life is, it's tempting to think that resilience is just a matter of finding the right interpretation to fuel your desire to keep going. That kind of significance isn't hard to find. Most of us do it every day, reflexively, and for many of us, it does work. Again, up to a point. But the best kind of meaning-making, the kind of life interpretation that builds true and lasting resilience is an ongoing process of questioning life's hidden meanings. The research shows us that trauma is in the eye of the beholder. Whether life is trying to hurt or help us largely depends on how we choose to think. And how we choose to think isn't so much a light switch on or off, good or bad, bright or dark, but a dimmer switch. We turn it back and forth, looking for different shades of meaning, constantly adjusting the light to reveal the full significance of life's events. Our ability to remain in that illuminating process is the stuff of resilience. I often begin the show by saying that we don't have all the answers, but we definitely have a lot of the questions. Ironically, it's that humility and curiosity that leads to the most enduring resilience and grit. If we're gonna learn how to stick with our goals, we need to grow into a concept of resilience that allows for discovery, connection, and meaning. Those aren't woo-woo concepts. Those are core social dynamics skills. That's the work, and that's how we keep going.
I hope you all enjoyed that. That one was a doozy for me to record, and I love the content. I just, I love the idea that we're always building resilience when we make the right choices about the way we think about events in our lives, and that events are neutral depending on how we think about them and assign meaning to them. That is just a huge, game-changing realization for me and hopefully for you as well. Tweet at me your number one takeaway from this particular episode of the AOC Toolbox. I'm at the Art of Charm on Twitter, and our boot camps. If you wanna learn a lot of stuff like this from us and the AOC team, I highly recommend our boot camp, of course, theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp. We are each art projects, right? We can curate our input, we can curate those around us to shape our future selves. The Art of Charm and our bootcamp is really the study of how this is done. And you can join thousands of other guys who've been through the program, they'll become your network for life all around the world, and it's just an awesome part of running AOC. It's an awesome thing to see the growth that you'll experience over the next few months and years during, after the bootcamp, it's just incredible. I love that. Theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp is where you can find that. And if you're military or intelligence agency affiliated, check out elitehumandynamics.com for more information on programs that we have that are designated especially for you. That's elitehumandynamics.com. I also want to encourage you to join our AOC challenge. That's at theartofcharm.com slash challenge, or you can even text in, text the word charmed, C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444. The challenge is about improving your networking skills, your connection skills, and inspiring those around you to develop a personal and professional relationship with you. And it's free. A lot of people didn't seem to know that, so I want to make that really clear. It's a fun way that we've designed for you to just start the ball rolling, get some forward momentum, and we'll also email you our fundamentals toolbox. That's what this is a part of here. It includes a lot of other practical stuff that's ready to apply right out of the box on reading body language, nonverbal communication, the science of attraction, negotiation techniques, persuasion tactics, networking and influence strategies, and everything else that we teach here at The Art of Charm. This is designed to make you a better networker, a better connector, and of course, a better thinker. That's theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text the word charmed, C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444. For the full show notes for this and all previous episodes, head on over to theartofcharm.com slash podcast. This episode of AOC was produced by Jason DeFilippo. Jason Sanderson is our audio engineer and editor, and the show notes on the website are by Robert Fogarty. Theme music by Little People, transcriptions by transcriptionoutsourcing.net, and this episode is based on a blog post from theartofcharm.com by Gabriel Mizrahi. I'm your host, Jordan Harbinger. Go ahead, tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. Word of mouth really is everything. So share the show with friends and enemies. Stay charming and leave everything and everyone better than you found them.